welcome to Women Leadership Nation's Breaking Barriers podcast. If you enjoy today's show, don't forget to subscribe and sign up for our mailing list at WLNAcademy.com to receive exclusive content, weekly updates, and new podcast episodes delivered right to your inbox. We want to help you continue to learn and grow. So after listening to today's inspiring guest, head on over and join our Facebook group, Women Leadership Nation, and be a part of an amazing community where we support, educate, and empower each other. Today's guest is a sincere and caring woman who always looks for what she can do in her life to help and serve others. She believes so strongly in building and bettering her community, and she does an amazing job. This analytical thinker always wanted to succeed on her own and prove to herself that she could do it. She's currently the longest-serving Asian female politician in the city of Vaughan and York Region. Please welcome Sandra Racco to the show. Keep listening to hear how being open and taking chances paved her unique and unconventional path of how she got to where she is today and learn how she assesses and uses constructive criticism to continue to learn and grow. Now introducing your host, co-founder and president of Women Leadership Nation, Jennifer Latticer. So thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm looking forward to uh, this conversation. So I start every podcast with a question. And the first question is, when you were younger, what did you want to be? <laughs> you actually laugh at me, actually. I remember this. I'm not sure if my mom remembered this. I remember she asked me that question one time. And I guess I was maybe six or seven years old or something like that. And I was very proud of the fact that I learned how to shine shoes. You know, <laughs> there was all these shoes and I, I made it all shiny. It looks really nice. And at, at one point I turned to my mom and I said, I'm going to be a shoe shiner. <laughs> that's like, that was my goal at the time you know <laughs> and then a little later on I think when I got a little bit older I decided I was going to be the UN secretary the secretary of the UN very and, good uh, because I had read a lot at that time I guess uh, it was on the newspaper and things like that and I thought that's what I want to do and I think I think if I look back at it now I think it's more because it was something that I can do to help in some sort of form, in some sort of way, you know, I, honest to God, I really didn't understood what the UN secretary does. I mean, it wasn't at that time, it wasn't, you know, but I just think that from reading articles and said that it was to me, it was like, Oh, this is so good that I can do things for people. I can help uh, uh, people, especially those that are in, uh, at a disadvantage. So I think that was the reason why I wanted to do that. I wanted to sort of give back and help in some way. Wow. That's amazing. You know what I was thinking, because I do know you, um, I was thinking you were going to maybe say something about um, piano. So that was a big surprise. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, don't forget, when we were kids, we, we were, uh, yes, we were, we we're all musically inclined. We had a very musical uh, a family. Uh, and, but because we were spending so much time practicing piano and stuff like that, I don't think that would have been my first set. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> would have That's not been my first thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so what, you know, I can see you're, you know, you, you're, you're kind of achieving what your, your dream was even when you were young because of the role that you have. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about um, what you do now, but really what led to that? Because it's really interesting to see people's journeys and how they end up in positions that they're, they are in today. Sure. Well, I, I have a sort of interesting, because I think most people, when they think of, you know, a politician or, or whatever, that they think of, oh, you know, she must have been really interested in, uh, in politics or she, she was, in, you know, involved or whatever. But I was quite opposite to that. In fact, uh, my, as, as we alluded earlier, I am actually a music major. I graduated at University of Toronto and World Conservatory with my music degree. And I went on and I, even when I was very young, I was teaching piano and, and, and so forth. So that has always been sort of my life uh, journey has been for the longest time was in that uh, music, uh, the arts uh, area. And then I think when I got, um, when I came out to start working, I, because in music and because I did a lot of private teaching, so that I felt like I was sort of left behind from the world because you're teaching kids, right? You're teaching, you know, and, and what do you, you can't really have a, a in-depth conversation with the, with kids about the yeah, world yeah. issues, you know, they, they more like uh, to talk to you about their cartoons and what they were playing with, you know? So I felt that I was, I was sort of lacking behind in what was going on out in the world. And mm-hmm. for that reason, I decided to uh, I decided to take a very bold step and said, "Okay, I'm going to come out to the world." But at the time when I when I was uh, assessing myself, I'm going like, "What can I do?" You know, I've always been in, I was I've always been in that music side. What is it that I can do to come out to the real world and do something? So I, I had to assess myself, uh, and and I think one of the things uh, that for me anyway, I think really helped is because I'm very analytical when it comes to that. I always take myself outside of the position that I'm in and look from the outside and say, what can I do? So I analyze myself, what are my skills and so forth, you know? So with with my uh, uh, piano playing, uh, I was extremely fast typist. I used mm-hmm. to win. I used to win all the typing uh, contests because I <laughs> type really fast because of my uh, musical uh, training. And so I said, "Well, I can type, right?" So I decided to come out and I said, "Okay, I'm going to get some sort of you know uh, administrative uh, position where I can utilize the typing." And honestly, I basically self-taught myself a lot of things, you know, uh, the different programs, computer programs and so forth. And I came out and that's how I started that sort of uh, the outside career, if you want to say, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. How did you you get that confidence to, to really break out and do something different? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's confidence more so, but I think it's more like I, I just, I needed to, in my mind, I needed to step out of that comfort zone to go and find something that I could do. And I really wanted to, to, uh, to prove, I guess, to myself really that I can, and I didn't want to be dependent on anybody. I didn't want to be dependent and, and get handouts from, you know, uh, at that time I was married already. I didn't want to be getting handouts from my husband or my in-laws or my parents. You know, I wanted to do it on my own. And I think Mm -hmm. that's sort of a character that you sort of built on yourself. Um, so, uh, because I, I'm the youngest in, in the family, so uh, I've always been, you know, as the youngest, you sort of fight a lot more to, to try to get 
a position, you know, right. get your voice out there, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's sort of the, the, that training from being the youngest in the family. But um, so I did. I came out. I, I, I learned. I was not afraid of learning. And I just researched. I, I, I teach myself. Didn't know something. I, I asked people. And, and that's really how it got to where I got to, uh, to the point where I uh, then got involved in um, – I was actually recruited, to be quite honest with you. I was in uh, various uh, uh, sort of uh, business development uh, uh, organizations and so forth, and I got recruited uh, to come work at the city of Vaughan um, mm. uh, for an elected official at the time. Um, and, and my first reaction was, no, thank you. Because I, I never, because I've never been interested yeah. in politics, and I'm going like, right. no thanks. Like, why would I want to do that, right? Right. Then, then again, I always take a step back. So that was my first initial reaction was that. But however, when I think more deeply, I'm going well. If I say no, then I basically close the door. Then I would never know whether. I actually liked it or not, or was it just an assumed, uh, um, I guess, an assumed uh, 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 position that I just don't like it. So right. I started, so I, I gave myself a chance. And at that time, the, the, the lady that was recruiting me just begged me to go for an interview. I said, okay, fine, I'll go for an interview. So I did go for an interview. And the minute I finished the interview, I think uh, I was told right away, they want you. <laughs> That was what I was. That was sort of my decision. Okay, do I want to go or not? And 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 so I did. I made the decision to give it a try because at the end of the day, we are in self. We are in control, right? Mm -hmm. We are in control of our destiny. We're in control of what we want to do. So I figured that if I go in and and try this uh, this uh, position, if I don't like it. I have very every right to say, you know what? This is not my uh, my uh, right for me. I don't want it anymore, and I, I and I leave. Right? That's, right. That, that's and it's that's a new thing. experience, right? I mean, it's something it that is. I think that's a really incredible lesson that you're bringing out right now. Is the idea that you sometimes there's people that see things in you, and obviously somebody saw something really special in you, and sometimes you have to just um, take that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. Because yes. you're going to find something completely new that you had never thought of. Yeah, I just think that sometimes uh, uh, when we say no too quickly, we may have missed a chance that uh, that we don't even know about. So mm -hmm. I, I I always say to people, you know, be as open as you can and try. Uh, right. Trying is not a failure. Uh, you know, trying and if you don't like it, it's not a failure. It's just a. a, a it makes you, uh, it grows. You, you just grow uh, with that, right? And you learn from that. And that's that's really what it is all about, right? So right. that's really how I got in, involved. Uh, so that was my first experience as a city, uh, working in a public uh, organization as opposed to private was always been what I've been uh, uh, experiencing. And then, um, as you know, <laughs> yeah. then, then I met my husband, who at the mm -hmm. time was the was an elected official. Uh, he he uh, and and I think a lot uh, has to do with uh, um, who he is and what I right. learned from him. So you know, I didn't know him obviously until I met him, uh, and then. And then for the longest time, I think we've always had that. And to the to this day, you still hear people say, oh, politicians, they're all the same. They're crooks. They're whatever. And that's what they all say, right? Right. 
but I took a step to understand who he is and what he do, he does and his his passion about doing the right thing for the community. And mm-hmm. and I saw that in him. I saw that passion in him. You know, so he gave a very good example. Here's a here's a a, a, a young kid that was 16 years old came over from Italy on his own mm-hmm. and started his own life here on his own, not really knowing how to speak English at all. He did everything that he did. He put himself through school. He was working, I don't know how many jobs to put himself through school and everything and achieved this and being one of the youngest elected official at the city of Vaughan. And I think that's, that's That's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. That perception out there in the world about certain careers or certain things. And um, I think that you bring up another great point is that you have to not just take the perception as face value. You need to explore things further. And like you say, you know, the being a politician is very noble and Mm -hmm. it's very needed. And so that's, that's amazing. So did you kind of from, from that point on, did you kind of get the bug <laughs> that <laughs> this is for you or did it, or did it take some time? <laughs> no, it wasn't right away. Uh, it was really, uh, uh, what I did get from him was that, uh, being involved, uh, and, uh, in your own community is really, really, uh, uh, helpful, uh, knowing your community, knowing the needs of the community and, and, doing things that will improve where you live. I think it's, it's really, really good. So that's what I did. He, when he was, you know, I got involved through, you know, being the president of the Ratepayers Association. I was involved with a, a, a various committee at the city, sitting mm-hmm. on, on some of the committees, which was very helpful as well, and really expand my mind and expands that, you know, as to, you know, I, I remember when I first met him and, and I remember him getting complaints from residents and I go, really? Because I'm, I'm in my mind, I go, I've never called my elected. Yeah. Official. You didn't like know that. that support was there. No, no exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm going like, really? People call for these things, you know? <laughs> so it was, was a, an eye opener for me, but right. I think that it really did help. And then, and then when, when, uh, when my husband, uh, was uh, running for the provincial level, uh, yeah. I was running his campaigns. And so of, uh, of course I was learning, uh, over the uh, years of uh, how to run a campaign and, th- and what things are important and so forth. Uh, and then it was at that time that uh, uh, there were many people were uh, were bugging me and said, "Oh, you need to run because that his seat was vacated, and you need to run." Right. And he was he had been in that seat for over twenty years as a, ca- a local counselor. So um, they said, "We need someone that really understands the community and knows uh, the ropes and uh, so forth." And so that's really the and he actually. Uh, made the de- well, he didn't make the decision for me, but uh, I think the day before the uh, the closing of the nomination, he basically sat me down. He says, "You know, you really should that uh, consider running. You know, I think it's important and blah blah blah." So again, I I I uh, gave it some real serious uh, thinking, and and really what I did was I actually um, looked at the slate of candidates. And see, are there anybody that are really passionate and really know our community? And and at that time, I really can tell you that there weren't anybody. There were a lot of people that put their name in, but nobody really was involved 
with uh, mm -hmm. what was going on. And so that's why I put my name in and that was uh, back in 2003. Oh, that's amazing. When you made the decision to put your name in, and that's something that, I mean, in today, there's a big push to try and get more women into politics. Yes. What were, you know, was there um, support for you there as, as a woman leader to say, you know, this is, or has that really shifted and changed since then Are you, now that we're seeing more of that? I think at the time when I was uh, running, um, that was not sort of the, uh, uh, or that wasn't the, the focus. Uh, there wasn't that much of a focus on that. Um, I was the uh, first uh, elected Asian uh, uh, official uh, to be, uh, you know, a uh, politician to be elected. In fact, I think I was the first uh, uh, Asian uh, politician in all of York region at the time uh, to be elected. Uh, but uh, as a woman, it wasn't so much that focus. I find that now, as we continue on, I think that that focus is more uh, prevalent now, and there's more of a push and a focus to get more uh, elected officials that are female and that are visible minorities, what they are trying to, uh, to push at. Right. And so in your role today, um, I know you're, so you've been a counselor at the city of Vaughan for how long now? Uh, 17 plus year, I think. That's amazing. Yes, year. <laughs> so having worked there in the past, um, I know you're, you're one of the hardest working. I mean, you show up to everything and, and you really support the team and you have lots of ideas. How, you know, I know how hard you work and how do you balance work and life? I mean, do you ever find, how do you get that energy to just keep going? And certainly with also when you're uh, on the election trail, maybe you can share a little bit about how you energize yourself for work all day and then, you know, hit the streets all night and uh, campaigning. It is, it, it is tough. And it was tough actually at the very beginning because in 2003, I had two young uh, uh, children. Uh, uh, basically, my son was, uh, I guess, he was about uh, four, four and a half years old. And my daughter was only about two, uh, not even. So it was very tough. Uh, it was also tough because uh, my husband at the time was also elected uh, 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 official. So we were there, two politicians in the family uh, with two young kids made it extremely hard. Uh, uh, we were lucky enough that I had a, you know, we have a, a live-in nanny. Uh, I have two older daughters that weren't that old, but at least they were able to help a little bit. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, a good group of friends. To, uh, to support me, you know, especially when I needed some help, you know, whether it's babysitting or, or, or picking them up from school, any of those things, that was extremely helpful. Uh, you definitely do need that support uh, system in place. It is very hard, uh, especially for female, I think it's very tough to try to run a campaign and do all those things and have young kids like that because uh, you have a lot of things to balance out. And, and, and it's really about a balancing act, uh, uh, really what it is. Um, I would say that now as a hindsight, I go look back. I think, I think there were some negativity to uh, impact uh, on my young kids because I know that, uh, you know, from hearing now some of the comments is that, you know, they felt they were sort of left out when 
other kids, uh, parents were able to take them to certain things or do certain things. And I wasn't there to do that. So they, they had other friends of mine who became sort of their second mother in, in some ways. So, so for that matter, I, I, I think I do regret a little bit on that side on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still kept a, um, for me anyway, uh, I kept a very strong focus in the well-being and how they've been brought up. Uh, that to me is, is extremely important. Mm-hmm. I, I need my kids to be given the tools and the skills and what they need and the knowledge to grow up as a, as a good uh, citizen. In, in our in our in, in our society, so um, it is tough campaigning, especially during the campaigning time, is extremely hard. But you know, once you get into that groove, you know, uh, because for politicians, you know, it's like yeah. every every four years you need to go for a job interview. That's basically what it is. Um, and and over that four years, when it's really just about proving to people that you can do the job, and you've, you you you're listening to them, and you're doing as your best. You know, you can't please everyone. That's something right. that I've learned uh, right away. It's hard to please everybody, but you do. You have to be principal about it, and you stand by those principles, and you make decision by those principles. I think it's really necessary. Once you start to wave uh, on certain things, or because somebody comes in and and pushes you here and there and you 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 go bounce back and forth and that's not the, the in my mind anyway that's not a good politician a good politician is someone that's actually stands very principal have a certain as uh, have certain uh, guidelines and certain uh, things that they go by and they they base the decision on, upon those uh, type of uh, things i think that's extremely necessary yeah you know so so uh during but the during campaign and uh, once you are in that into that campaign, it actually invigorates you because you, you actually, for me, I think the biggest joy for me is actually knocking on doors and talking to people. In right, fact, right. To, to be listening to them and to hear what are their issues or if they have any issues or comments, I think is extremely good because that helps you to grow, to become better. Um, right. You know, uh, yeah, if people, I think all, uh, everybody, but uh, especially uh, uh, politicians, you need to be able to uh, take constructive criticism in a proper mm-hmm. way. Um, right. Yes, we get yelled at and screamed at by many different people, and they say many different uh, vulgar. Uh, uh, the, they call you vulgar names and whatever the case may. You need to put those aside, but take the main uh, uh, core of what are they complaining, and is it does it make sense? Is it a sensible compl- uh, complaint? Uh, does it make sense? Did we do some? And 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 it gives it allows you to reflect back on whether it's our uh, policy, our bylaw, whatever. Did we do the right thing? Or maybe we didn't uh, think about certain things that somebody has brought forward for us. And so we need to uh, take those into consideration. So it is actually quite a, quite an interesting uh, 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 sort of a journey as you uh, mm-hmm. move forward. You know, I know that when I was in, I think when I first started uh, in my first term, it was a lot of learning for me, like right. incredible learning for me, because here's, uh, you know, it's, very different than what I've been doing, you know, uh, as an elected official, you, you've given, you're being given a lot of responsibility. Your decision, your decision will affect a lot of people. Absolutely. That's basically what it is. And, and so you got to make the right decision, or at least you got to make the best decision you think is going to be, uh, for the betterment of the community. It's what it is, right? 
So did you have any mentors that helped you through that process, especially in the beginning? I mean, I think now you could probably be, or you probably are a mentor to many, (laughs) but you know, in the early stages, did, was there anyone or anything that really helped you to feel grounded? Well, I think one is, is just uh, my upbringing uh, through my parents, my grandparents. I think they've taught me a lot of, the, again, being the uh, very grounded person, uh, principal, uh, being uh, um, uh, thoughtful, uh, sensitive to, to the whatever the nature of the, the, the surrounding is. Um, and I think at that time, I think uh, my husband probably was my biggest mentor. Um, I, I remember if there were things I didn't understand, I can go to him. He can explain to me. Sometimes he explained too much to me, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> but, but, you, <laughs> you know, take the parts you need. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and being able to listen to him and, and because, you know, uh, uh, to me, I think that the best way to learn is from people that have had that experience. And he's been in that role for that long. He obviously knows and he's obviously done well. And, and I need to learn from that, right? So through that, I, I pick out things that I think fits with me and I, and I, and I, and I try to improve myself. I think uh, uh, the other person that really gave me uh, sort of that mentor, uh, mentorship is... Um, um, a boss that I got, got, had uh, worked for prior to me uh, getting elected, I was also in the executive recruitment uh, firm, uh, mm-hmm. one of the biggest one, Hydrogen Struggles. So the uh, the boss that I was working for, uh, she was incredible. She was an incredible role model, uh, a lady who really knew her things, uh, and she was one that uh, you think that I'm busy. You say to me that, oh, you're so busy. She yeah. goes 24 hours a day, you know, like, like wow. boom, boom, boom. And she's always all over. She's well sought after. She got her expertise was in healthcare, uh, recruitment and so forth. And everybody from all over, it wasn't just Canada, right across North America, she would do recruitment. Uh, but it's, it's learning from her and seeing how things are being done. And, and she really took me to that house because she really challenged me because she was very demanding. But I was able to keep up with her. And th- through that, I also learned quite a bit of how to uh, keep up with the uh, things like that. And, and I think she, uh, she really uh, did uh, uh, provide me with a lot of inspiration and, and confidence to move forward. Unfortunately, uh, she passed away very suddenly and, and it, was, uh, it was very sad. But I definitely learned a lot. And she's someone that I've always continuing uh, to remember about her and about her work ethics. Wow. So, and, you know, you talk about keep going and, and getting that energy. Do you find that health and wellness? Do you, do you find that you have to um, pay attention to how you eat and, and exercise as well? Does that contribute towards you becoming a better leader as well? Yeah, I, I, I do think so. I, uh, you know, I, I hadn't really given a lot of thoughts uh, on that. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, I also experienced, I, I'm a uh, cancer survivor. Uh, right. So I, I did go through that about, but I didn't, uh, you know, during that time. And, and I think that I, I uh, in fact, a lot of people didn't know that because I would never be one that would complain or talk about it. I just mm-hmm. don't talk about it. Uh, I don't tell people uh, those things. I, I take it the way it is. 
you know, it's it's like life deals different uh, things uh, uh, to you. You know, you have a different deck of cards all the time, and you just have to learn to live with it. You right. you take it in and you figure out how to move forward and 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 just move forward with it. Um, I think that. Uh, for me, if I were to sit there and pity myself or expect pity from others, it doesn't help at all. It doesn't, it doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't do anything, you know? And so I, and for me, uh, that's why I did everything on my own. And in fact, I, I don't think I told my, uh, my family, uh, wow. to, a bit later. Well, I had to tell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to. <laughs> I had to uh, um, because I, I needed to consult with my uh, both my brothers are surgeons. So I and one of them uh, specializes in uh, oncology. So I I needed to talk to him to get uh, some expert uh, uh, opinion. And I had said to him actually, I remember saying to my brother, I said, "Don't tell mom." Partly because for me, it's also because my parents were living in Hong Kong, and really, right. I didn't need them to worry about something that. The, they have no control over. Why worry someone when they absolutely have no control? They can't do anything from where they are. So, you know, let's leave it the way it is. But uh, I guess he compa- he was compelled to tell my parents and the mm-hmm. family. So they knew about that. But uh, I just continue moving forward and, and doing, and, and they were, and, and you know, um, there are bad days and good days. You go through the, the various, and you just face that, and you just move forward. But you do really learn and, and grow from that as well, you know? Yeah. And appreciate. So, I mean, I, yeah. I also had cancer um, exactly. at 17. And I think, you know, at that age, there was no internet. So I couldn't look up to see right. how bad it really was. Yes. And um, what I take from what you've just said is that you had that positive attitude that, okay, yes, I'm going to deal with this, but I'm going to keep going and not allow it to control my life. And I think it's yeah. that mental state that um is incredible that you're able to achieve because you just keep moving forward yeah i don't i don't i don't want to paint the wrong picture and say that oh i wasn't sad or i don't uh that there are days that i get wake up i would be extremely sore or i can't move or i would be uh i think i was uh, and i wasn't i don't think i was mad about it for getting it I did ask the question why I got it, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't think there's any answer to why. uh, I I, I don't think anybody has an answer to that, you know? Uh, And so I just thought that, so instead of moping around, I need to do something about it and I need to just get myself better, period. And so that, that's exactly the, 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 the uh, sort of the mentality I had and I just move forward and continue. And so I've never really spoken about this. Really, this is probably mm-hmm. my first time speaking <laughs> to you about it. But I've never really spoken to God about it. And in fact, I don't think any of my colleagues knew that I had it till mm-hmm. many years later uh, because through one of the uh, uh, cancer relay uh, that uh, doing fundraising. But uh, I just think that, yes, I, I know some people say, oh, you should talk about it and, 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 and let it out. But for me, it's a, it's a private thing. You know, for Absolutely. me, it's, it doesn't uh, do anything. Does it help others? Maybe it will. But mm-hmm. I, I don't voluntarily uh, say it unless someone comes to me. Hey, said, you know, hey, I, Sandra, I understand you've had that. Can you? talk about it can you help me I have no problem doing that but I just won't sit there voluntarily to to yeah you know I I understand that I think it's 
good that people hear it because they, they see that's really a story of resilience because mm. like you said, you, you have those bad days, but yet you still get up. But yeah. I also understand your perspective of talking about it because I don't talk about it that much either. Yeah. Um, and because you also don't want to put yourself back into that mindset, you know, it's, it's moving forward. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. But, but, uh, to uh, go back to your question, I think health and wellness is absolutely necessary, uh, yeah. to do anything. And I, I think as I'm growing older, which I am going, uh, growing older, <laughs> That I think that uh, you do recognize the fact that uh, that health and wellness is is a number one thing. Without yeah. that, without the, your uh, health being good, you can't really do anything. And that's that's the thing that you uh, we really need to uh, uh, to uh, uh, keep in mind. So yes, I'm much more aware of my uh, of uh, what I eat and 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 my activities and so forth to ensure that I am keeping healthy. So I can do the job that I, I'm, uh, I'm here to do. So what other passions or, you know, for, for in your career, what, what else do you see moving forward? Is there anything else that you have a desire to? <laughs> to? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, from, 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 from my, uh, from my job perspective, uh, you know, uh, it's about building uh, building a great uh, city and leaving uh, uh, a bit of a legacy on that. So that is exactly what I'm doing. You know, I'm proud, uh, you know, the fact that I was uh, heavily involved in leading uh, to get the subway into our uh, uh, city of Vaughan. And we got that. And then that kickstart the uh, entire planning of the uh, VMC, which is the Vaughan Metropolitan Center, our downtown, and how it, it needed to be properly planned. And it is being done that way. And it's you can see it now as it's taking shape uh, in our downtown area. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, and I think that now this the next step is about the economy, uh, and that's why I'm in fact I I'm chairing a new uh, task force called Economic Prosperity Task Force at the City of Mont, really to look at, especially in this uh, period of time when we are just gone through this whole COVID, well, we haven't gone through it, but we are still going through this COVID-19. How do we uh, be resilient uh, from a business perspective and how do we help them? And and what are some of the things that we need to focus on? I think those are the things that I want to really uh, get my head around uh, and, and, and also implementing uh, smart technologies uh, into our city to make it better, easier, for our residents and our businesses to be able to uh, utilize really. Right. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. With COVID, I think that um, there's so much that the community needs you in that mm-hmm. position to be able to support them. Um, it's, it's really been unprecedented what's, what's going on. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, when, when, when I'm done <laughs> in, <laughs> in this position or when, when the people don't want me back, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, I'll, I'll accept that. Uh, I think uh, I like to, um, you know, still continue doing um, doing things that I can help, uh, whether it's, uh, I, I'm a big uh, proponent of uh, young, uh, young adults, uh, professionals, helping them out uh, and giving them the tools and the skills that is necessary to become successful because I understand uh, that, you know, we are here only for so much time on earth. Uh, we need to give the uh, proper uh, skills and tools for those uh, uh, 
behind us so that they can continue the work that we're doing. And so I am, I'm a huge proponent in helping that out. I actually do a mentorship program. I'm part of the U of T mentorship program and we try to mentor uh, our uh, new grads and post-grads to help them out and to find ways, you know, and I guess I'm sort of the perfect example of someone who, who, started in one career and ended up in a totally different because many people go like you're a who you're a music major and now you're so so it's very different but 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 if you really think about it it's about uh, teaching these uh, youngsters to be able to uh to um be adaptable Right. Uh, taking the skills and the knowledge they have and to be able to change it and adapt to what they want to do or what their passion is, what where they want to uh, see themselves at. And I think that's very important uh, to yeah. be able to help them in that sense. And, and I'm sort of that perfect example of what you go from one end to another end. But at the same time, I also think that through, because of my uh, um, initial artistic sort of the, uh, the, the uh, education that I have that I in fact can, can look at things very differently than most uh, elected officials because they're, as, you, as we said earlier, most of them are, uh, they either study uh, law or, or politics or econ- uh, uh, economics or something like that, right? right. And quite often they are very uh, restrictive in their way of looking at things and they're very um, uh, sort of black and white type of thing. And I think that in a position like where we're in, uh, there are a lot of gray and you need to be, uh, you need to be able to uh, be more open-minded and look at different ways of resolving a problem. I'm not saying to anyone that you should uh, you should uh, break the law or anything. It's not about that, but it's about being creative and being able to take what we have, what the guidelines we have, and be able to still fulfill the 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 the, the end result. Really, yeah, I think the fact that you are you approach things with a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. That adds to the entire team of the council to be able to, and I do believe that having that diversity of thought really gives you a little bit of a competitive edge when you are being able to look at a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, you haven't been trained to say, here's problem X, here's solution Y. Right. No, you're able to to look at all the different solutions and evaluate them because you are coming at it from different perspective and I think it's excellent that you're helping these students also say you know look beyond what you feel is possible and Mm -hmm. watch out for opportunities so maybe my last question would be Mm -hmm. what would you say to women that um, are considering a career in politics what advice would you give to them I think the first thing I'm going to say to them is that uh, one you need to really uh, uh, be uh, be sure about that because is once you take the step, uh, you are now in that step. You can't do a, don't ever do a haphazard uh, a job. So if you're really into it, then you do it. Uh, but I really think that to do so though, uh, prepare yourself by uh, getting more involved in the political world. Whether it's and I say to mentor uh, to all my uh, young uh, mentors, uh, the, the uh, uh, students. Volunteering is the most important thing that anyone uh, can. You can get so much experience out of volunteering. 
you know, and so if you are interested in politics, you should volunteer. And it doesn't matter, by the way, it doesn't matter whether it's in politics or whatever, whatever that you are interested in, volunteer first, because if you're not sure, volunteer. And I always say to them, don't be afraid because volunteer means volunteer. You're not getting paid to do it. So you can go in there with open mind and learn. And if you don't like it, you can leave. And, 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 but it also shows you, or also gives you that idea. It's like, oh, you know what? Maybe politics is really not what I want. I thought of this, but now that I've been in volunteer, that's not something that I want. So maybe that's not the best step. So I really think that through volunteering, that you would really get a better sense of whether this is something that you're passionate about or not. Right. I, I find that in any career, it doesn't matter what career, uh, passion plays a huge role for, uh, as part of a success or not. If you're not passionate about something, you won't be successful. Um, you can be the most hardworking person, but if you don't have that passion, it just doesn't take you to that top of the where you want to be at, right? So yeah. I really think that uh, you, you need to give, not only just give your uh, 100% of yourself, but you got to be really passionate about you. Something that you, you really, uh, people need to understand when you take on a job, it's not just a job. It is right. actually a career. It is what you really want to be. And I think that really shows the difference. You have people that, yes, they do a job. Nine to five, they do that job. And yes, they do it fine but it doesn't take them anywhere. And then you have someone that actually actually gets into that job and they, they because of the passion, they really give it all they can and they really want to learn. They, like you, you're excited about learning. You're excited about, uh, uh, you know, finding out new things. And yes, there are times when it's very frustrating. You have got, you, you get, uh, you get uh, times when, when things come ahead of you and you don't know how to break those uh, barriers that you don't know, but because of your passion, you're going to find a way, you're going to find the solution to be able to do what you want to do. That's amazing. That's very well put. I think finding that passion and having that purpose, it's what's going to wake you up in the morning every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of my principles always have been, you know, for the longest time, you know, I go, you know, I go and, and I have a job or whatever the case. But if one day I wake up and I say, I really don't want to go into work. Mm. And if you start doing that, then it means that that is not your job anymore. Yeah. It's time for a change, you know, yeah. and, and it's very clear. So, so once you've lost that, uh, that uh, passion, you've lost that interest, you need to move uh, to an, uh, something else. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredible. And I think so many people are going to hear, learn so many lessons from what you've shared today. Thank you. And thank you to you. And I think you have, you have an incredible passion on woman leadership and, and, and really elevating that to the next uh, step. So thank you to you because we need people like yourself to be able to, to help other uh, uh, women to, to be successful. So thank you. Thank you for the invitation to be on your uh, podcast. I am, I am honored and thrilled to be, uh, to be part of this. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Women Leadership Nation's Breaking Barriers podcast. We know how valuable your time is, and we truly appreciate you spending it with us. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe, write a positive review, or share with a friend. Were you inspired by today's guest? Join our Facebook group, Women Leadership Nation, 
to keep that conversation going with women just like yourself. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep breaking barriers.